Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. We can show up differently. I didn't say show up perfectly. We have the power to rewire the neural networks and the internal beliefs in our brain. And this one is just specifically really tied to the neuroscience behind how to do it uh, very quickly, easily, efficiently, and just get from where you are to where you want to be in 60 to 67 days. That's how long it takes to form a new neural network. It's changeable. I started creating that new vision for myself. And because our brain Anything that it's not experienced, it just qualifies it as unsafe. And so it puts up roadblocks to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. It's doing its job. And one little brain hack, for lack of a better word, to get past that is to create a very clear vision as if it has already happened. Mm and your brain cannot tell the difference. Mm-hmm. If you are really activating, like what sights am I seeing? What smells am I smelling? What sounds am I hearing? Who's around me? What am I wearing? What are the emotions? You get that crystal clear vision for yourself and see it as it's happening right now. It's already happened. Then when you start doing the actions to make that happen, your brain's like, well, yeah, duh, why wouldn't you do that? Like that's already, ha- that's not scary. Like it's already a done deal, like go, yeah go make those actions, go get those results. Whereas without that visual, that vision, creating that vision that you love, you will just get in your own way time and time again. So the neurocoaching method allows us to find the automated thoughts that, that are leading to emotions that are defining your core beliefs and your identity. And we are constantly taking in messages from the environment around us And our core beliefs and identity are mostly formed by the age of seven. Welcome to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. Universal Grace is a dose of personal development and spiritual truth to help you become the best and greatest version of yourself. I share real talks with global game changers, thought leaders, and high-performance experts in this raw and unfiltered transformational podcast. I know that we're all capable of becoming the very best version of ourselves We just need to remember who we are and believe that we are worthy and deserving of an extraordinary life. I am here to awaken you to your infinite potential and inspire you to unlock your inner greatness and live your best life. You ready? Let's get started. Welcome back to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. (laughs) Today's guest, um, her name is Chantal Cox. She's a special educator, author, 
speaker, and transformation near a coach. She helps women experiencing life transitions create a new vision for themselves, reconnect with their passion and purpose, and turn their transition into their triumphant transformation. Her book, Create a Life You Love, 10 Healthy Habits to Transform Your Life Now, shares her personal transformation story in an easy-to-read format that feels like you're having a cup of coffee with a long-lost friend. Each chapter ends with practical steps that anyone can implement to kick off their own journey and experience a transformation of their own. She then went on to found um, Create a Life You Love Coaching and and started the Create a Life You Love podcast, where she connects with people from around the world to share tips and strategies to help others on their journeys. I had such an amazing conversation with Chantal. She is such a powerful force, a bright light. She left her husband of many years, her abusive husband of many years, and literally recreated her life. Hence, create a life you love. <laughs> she um, she offered some really, um, um, just really good tips on how to recreate your life and start over from um, just, you know, just starting over and, and loving your, your, yourself again. We really had an amazing conversation and I really hope that you will enjoy this episode. Let's jump right in. We have a guest in today. Her name is Chantal Cox. How are you, Chantal? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much, Nadine, for having me. You are most welcome. And am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yes, you're wonderful. Perfect. (laughs) So Chantal, you are a special um, educator, author, speaker, and transformation neuro coach. That is amazing. So do you want to just explain to us why, what is a a transformation neuro coach to begin with? Why did you choose that path? And what is your story? What led you down that, that path? Yeah, absolutely. So about seven and a half years ago, I left my abusive husband and uh, it was on my 30th birthday and I had to completely transform myself and my life and figure out who I am, what I want, not worry about how am I going to make somebody else happy and what is it that they want. And that led me to a very big personal transformation. And so then friends and family that kind of watched me go through that started asking like, well, what did you do and how do I do it? And because you're so confident and happy and like, you're just glowing and what in the world and (laughs) who are you type of thing. And so, uh, as you mentioned, I am a special educator. I still am full-time in my special education job. And so I took my teacher background and made little lessons and worksheets and started having friends kind of try some things out. And as those things that I had put in place that transformed me started transforming them. I like the kind of light went off and I was like, Oh, I could take this thing that was really bad that created good in my life and create even more good in other people's lives. Like my story could maybe inspire people, help people. And so that, that led to my book, create a life you love 10 healthy habits to transform your life now. And then Uh, I live in an amazing local community. And so people started reaching out and saying, hey, we know you're a local author. We'd love to host a book signing. You know, like, I better Google how to do a book signing. That was not on the radar. (laughs) (laughs) And then people were coming to book signings, asking to hire me. And I'm like, hire me for what? I'm a teacher. Like, you want me to come tutor your kids? Like, what? What do you want? (laughs) And they're like, to be my life coach. I'm like, oh my goodness, you are a crazy person. Like, I can't do that. And so then- 
after working through some of those limiting beliefs and being lovingly told by my best friend and coworker that my title at the time was no longer special ed teacher. At that point, it was a special education instructional coach. I was coaching special ed teachers. And so I was like, oh yeah, kind of that is my role. I just had not adopted that identity yet. And so then I started looking at coaching certifications. And Nadine, I don't know if you have a coaching certification or I've looked into coaching certifications, but there are a lot of options out there. It's very overwhelming. <laughs> yes, it is. It really is. It just makes you just want to just throw your hands up and say, oh my gosh, yes, I got my coaching certification a year ago. And it just, you know, you know just how, you, you know, when you just know something is for you, because I was already exhausted by the many options that were out there. And then this came in and I'm like, oh my gosh, I really like what they do. It's a nice couple. They're genuine. So I decided to go down that road, but I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. yeah. So that's exactly where I was kind of at that, you know, this got presented to me. I want to be open to it. All good things have happened when I've been open And so I was open, but I was no longer really actively like, like spending hours a day Googling and reading. Mm -hmm. And I was in my car and I heard this woman on this podcast and she just spoke to me Mm -hmm. and she has her doctorate in neuropsychology and she's explaining the brain science behind, I knew my habits worked for myself. I knew my habits were working for other people as I was trialing things out. I knew my habits were working for people as they were reading my book. She was explaining the brain science behind why those habits worked. Mm. And I was just like, who are you? I have to know more. So I started following her. Her name is Dr. Shannon Irvin. And then I find out she has a coaching certification program. Mm. And I'm like, this is it. This, this is it. And just like you said, internally, it just aligned. And I'm like, I have to get in. And I just missed like the closing. She only accepts so many people and the doors only open so often. And there's this whole interview process to make sure you're a good fit. And it looked like I had closed, like missed the window. Uh, But I just knew so deep inside. I'm like, I have to do this. I cannot wait a year. Like I have to get in. And um, all kinds of things happen. And I was supposed to meet with someone from her team, but our schedules wouldn't align. I ended up getting on a zoom with her. And she even was like, I don't even take these calls anymore, but I read your story and I just really wanted to connect with you. And so we just had a great connection. And then she did let me enroll. It was about a month into the cohort. So I had a lot of catching up to do, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but it just was magical and amazing. And so I went on to become a master certified neuro coach through her program. So I went on to the second level that she offers. And then because my transformation spawned this coaching journey and I help other people with their transformations, instead of calling myself just a master certified neuro coach, I call Mm -hmm. myself a transformation neuro coach. I love your story, Chantal. It's just like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, wow, like your story is so powerful because a lot of the times when we experience um, change, like you have experienced, a lot of the times it comes from like suffering from where you're, where the, you know, you get to a point where you're like, I can't continue to go down this path. I can't continue to live like this. And, you know, in your case, mine was, I was, I was sick and tired of waking up to the same day over and over again. It felt like I just felt worthless and just, I just couldn't live like that anymore. And you were, you were in an abusive relationship and you decided no more, you know, you decided, I don't want to live like this anymore. I'm worth more. 
And, and I'm sure at the time where you were going through that, through that abuse, you knew within you that, that this is not what I want to be in. You know, I want something more for myself. And you were able to um, pull yourself out of it. Like not too many people are, are, are able to, to bounce back and, and, and bounce back and, and actually using their mess <laughs> to turn their mess into a message. And that's what you did. So how long did it take you to really get back on your, to really transform your mind? Cause that's what you did. You transform your mind. How long did it take you to, to get to that, to that place where you feel, wow, I had to go through what I went through to be where I am today. Cause I wouldn't have known the other side of myself. I wouldn't have known the other me. So how long did it take you? Yeah, I always really like to make it very clear that the first six months after my divorce was messy Mm -hmm. uh, because I do not want anybody to have the idea that I got out of the divorce and like the next day I was like, life is awesome and let's go (laughs) have a transformation and write a book and no, it was messy. And so if you are in that messy phase or you've had them at like, do not judge yourself against anybody else's story. Just know there was a lot of messiness. <laughs> yes. Oh, so allow yourself grace. And so it was about six months before I even started doing anything positive. I just was, you know, which way it was up. I just was very lost, very confused, very much um, grieving and mourning the loss of this life that I thought I was going to have that no longer existed. And so six months in that I started finally being like, okay, I've been given a second chance at life. What am I going to do with it? Mm. And so I picked up my first ever self-help personal development book. I got introduced to podcasts and I just went deep down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yes. You can either do two things. You can, you can give up or you can just give it all you get, got and just surrender um, especially when you're at that point in your life, you're like, oh my gosh, my whole world is falling apart. And sometimes I really do believe that, you know, I wouldn't say God allows us to go through any type of suffering, but we're, I think all of us are designed for greatness. There's no mistake in this world. And sometimes it takes for, it, it takes us to go through some level of suffering to say that we don't want to live like that anymore. There's more, there's better. There's, you know, we have this amazing, um, mind that we can, we can use it. We can, we can create whatever life we, we desire. We just have to recognize and realize, you know, just become aware of self, know thyself. And that's what you did. So what is, if you can go into neuro coach, I know that neuro has something to do with the, the brain. How does that work? Yeah. So, um, Dr. Shannon Irvin has her doctorate in neuropsychology. And so she took what she learned from that and created a coaching method. And so she, again, just like I did, tried it on herself, tried it on a small group, was working one-on-one, went to a group and it was just so successful. And she's just so passionate about helping change the world that that's when she started the certification method. Cause she's like, I can't help the whole world and I'm not the person to help the whole world. So let me certify people that can go out in the world mm. and keep this work going. And so the neuro coaching method allows us to find the, um, just the automated thoughts that, that are leading to emotions that are defining your core beliefs and your identity. And we are constantly taking in messages from the environment around us. And our core beliefs and identity are mostly formed by the age of seven. 
mm-hmm. which is terrifying. And I know yes, before we jumped on, you said you have a six-year-old. <laughs> so I don't yes, <laughs> yes. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but because I'm so aware now of how belief systems can mess you up, I'm, I, I wouldn't say I'm terrified, but I'm so careful how I communicate with them. And then I keep saying to myself, oh my gosh, I, you know, when I, when I feel like I feel as a mom, I'm like, oh, I have some work to do when I get older to fix them <laughs> because I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know how to really communicate with them effectively because I know that after the age seven, everything is already hardwired in. And then that's going to become your, how you perceive reality, which is nothing but bullshit. So I, it's, it's like, it's, I don't want to use words like terrifying but sometimes it scares the crap out of me like oh my gosh how am I showing up to my son like how am I'm constantly assessing myself and and I know for a fact that I'm not getting it right because it's I I don't think we can can we I don't think it's a we can't avoid having though it's not a I don't think it's possible right to avoid not having some beliefs that are not serving us it's going to happen yes so yes yes absolutely so deep breath. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that you are even aware of any of this and are even making an attempt is huge. Like we are leaps and bounds uh, like further ahead than where we were 20 years ago Mm -hmm. Um, in the education system. You know, I shared, I'm an educator. I'm like, oh my gosh, how many kids did I mess up that went through my classroom doors? You know, I mean, we just didn't know. And so you do the best you can with what you know. And so now that we are aware and we, there, we can access all this information and knowledge, we can show up differently. And it's not, I didn't say show up perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. That's yes, not possible. Yes. Um, so you just do the best you can with the information you have and know that yes, while those, a lot of those are made and solidified at age seven, it's changeable. Like we have the power to rewire the neural networks and the internal beliefs in our brain. Mm -hmm. And that is, I mean, the foundation of almost every coaching methodology out there. And this one is just specifically really tied to the neuroscience behind how to do it uh, very quickly, easily, efficiently, and just get from where you are to where you want to be in 60 to 67 days. That's how long it takes to form a new neural network. That is amazing. So what does it look like? What did your transformation look like? What did you do on a daily basis to, to rewire your mind from, you know, where you're coming from to being where you at now? So positive and, and trans you're transforming, you know, a lot of lives and people are able to see it. I mean, that's amazing. So what did you do on a daily basis? Do you, is there like a system, a process of affirmations like what is it that you do that you did (laughs) so I walk my clients through um, the create a life you love 10 foundational habits and I have it all mapped out now in this four phase thing that brings in my 10 habits and Dr. Shannon's coaching method and other things I've learned along the way just to make it the quickest fastest easiest roadmap for my clients and for me, it really starts with like that day that I, it was happened to be January 1st, six months after my divorce, that I started creating that new vision for myself. Mm. And because our brain, anything that it's not experienced, it just qualifies it as unsafe. Mm. And so it puts up roadblocks Mm. to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. It's doing its job. And one little brain hack, for lack of a better word, to 
get past that is to create a very clear vision as if it has already happened Mm. and your brain cannot tell the difference. Mm -hmm. If you are really activating, like what sights am I seeing? What smells am I smelling? What sounds am I hearing? Who's around me? What am I wearing? What are the emotions? You get that crystal clear vision for yourself and see it as it's happening right now. It's already happened. Then when you start doing the actions to make that happen, your brain's like, well, yeah, duh. Why wouldn't you do that? Like, that's already, that's not scary. Like it's already a done deal. Like go, yeah, go make those actions, go get those results. Whereas without that visual, that vision, creating that vision that you love, you will just get in your own way time and time again. Cause you can say someday I want to blank, write a book, start a podcast, leave my abusive marriage, ask for a promotion, whatever it is. Um, and if you've never done it and you've never visualized it, you're going to constantly just get in your own way. Um, it, it, a lot of times it looks like procrastination and perfectionism. I like that. I like, I like how you brought up creating, um, a, a vision for your life so clear that is as if you were living that vision. And that's what helped me, held me back for so long because, you know, I was miserable for so long. I was stuck in a, in a, in a, in a, a job that, you know, how you're taught to go to school, get a college degree, find a good job, then your life is set. And I was miserable. And, and after I realized that I was creating my own reality, I just become more self-aware of self. I, started to work towards that but then every time I would sit down to visualize I my mind would like tell me oh it's you know just all these crazy things and I wasn't consistent with it I wasn't like really consistent because like you say your mind that's that ego that ego self holds us back because it's afraid of change it wants to keep us um small and that's what was holding holding me back from really seeing a clear vision and living in that vision as if it's already happening So when you started doing that, when you started, when you created your vision, do you visualize it on a daily basis or is it something that you do on a daily, like, what does your routine looks like? Do you say affirmations? Do you write it down? Like what, what is the steps that you, you go through in addition to, to, to um, visualizing? Yes. So once you have that clear vision and then you do some work on your very deep why, um, because willpower will let you down. Um, so you need to be pulled by a very intense and emotional why. Um, so you're not pushing that boulder up the hill with your willpower because you're going to get tired and you're going to stop and that boulder is going to roll you right back down the hill. <laughs> yes, that's so true. Uh, so you need something up on the top of that hill that's pulling you. And so you get your vision, you tap into your very deep why, and then you start laying out what are the daily habits that that person that I'm becoming would do. And then you start doing them and you start small. And I am a huge fan. I'm not a morning person, but I am a huge fan now of morning routines, Mm -hmm. setting up my day for success. And so I'll kind of explain some of the things in my morning routine that helped me, but I want anyone listening who maybe is just thinking of getting started, pick one thing and wake up five minutes earlier tomorrow and do that one thing and do that for a week or two and then add one more thing. Like don't try to wake up tomorrow and do all the things and wake up an hour earlier because you'll do it one day. And then the next day you'll be like, I'm tired. I'm not doing that anymore. Like it's just too much, right? We have Mm -hmm. to take it slow. Um, And so 
uh, one of the main things is gratitude. So I wake up in gratitude and I write down three things I'm grateful for. And then uh, I do, it's very similar to affirmations. I call it affirmations on steroids. <laughs> we call it brain priming statement because a lot of times affirmations can be, like I could Google right now, like affirmations and I'll get a big long list of powerful but fairly generic affirmations. I am worthy, I am loved, I am abundant. And those are great, but unless my brain, my actual unique brain's words are, I am unworthy, by saying I am worthy isn't really targeting and killing that old neural pathway that's no longer serving me and creating one that does. So through the neuro coaching method, we create a brain priming statement that targets your exact uh, limiting beliefs, your automated thoughts that are going in your head that you don't even know are there. And in, in the beginning of a coaching client relationship, they don't know necessarily, they're just talking and I hear it. And then I'm able to repeat their words back to them. And then over time, train them how to catch them and their subconscious throughout their daily life. Because the purpose for me for coaching is to um, get you to where you can be fairly self-sufficient and then ideally transform people, transform people. So then you take your own skills and talents and turn around and figure out how, what that looks like for you. You know, I wrote a book, started a podcast and started a coaching company. What does it look like for you? Maybe you want to start a nonprofit company. Maybe, you know, what everybody has their own unique skills they bring to the table. Um, and so gratitude, the brain priming statements, which are similar to affirmations, and then some type of intentional movement is really important and lots of water. I'm constantly hydrating. Um, and in the beginning, that's hard because your body's not used to it. So you feel like you're going to the restroom constantly. But now if I don't have my water, like I feel like I'm dying. Like I am in the Sahara desert and like my mouth is so dry. <laughs> yes, and my body's yes. just used to it. Um, yes. Other things would be um, really being conscientious about the communities you're in and your support system. Mm -hmm. Jim Rohn talks about uh, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So that's very true. I like to use a very extreme example. Like if you are an alcoholic and you decide to become sober and you go to one AA meeting a week, but then every night you're back at that bar hanging out with, you know, your little neighborhood friends that all go to that same bar. Even if you're not drinking that night and your willpower is strong that night, it ain't going to be long before you're like, forget it. Give me like, give me a beer or a shot or whatever your poison is. Right. And so if you are wanting to be sober, if you are wanting to be fit, if you're wanting to eat right, if you're wanting to write a book, start a business, you need to seek out other people that are doing those things mm -hmm. and make sure those are the five people you're spending the most time with and limit the time. Um, when I was writing my book, I canceled everything. I did not have access to Netflix, Hulu, any of those things. Like they were gone. They were not a temptation. <sighs> it wasn't, I get home from work and I'm tired. Let me watch one hour of Netflix and then I'll write. There was no Netflix to watch. No, when, you, when, when you're on purpose, everything that is not in line with your purpose, it, it, it becomes a bad taste in your mouth. It becomes irrele irrelevant and you have no, absolutely no interest in anything that is not 
and that is not in alignment with who you're becoming. So you're so right about really just, you know, surrounding yourself with people who are on the same journey because, you know, you'll have conversations that will lift you up. And I, what I noticed as well, since I've been on my journey, I'm becoming more aligned with people like yourself who are on a purpose, who are, who knows that there's something bigger and, be and better for them, who, who's on a purpose just to improve humanity and raise the vibrational frequency of it. So it's a beautiful thing to, to be, to, to rediscover the other side of you, the other side of you, because it's always been there. It's just been covered up with all these, you know, belief systems that weren't serving us. So I want to ask you, what is, what is an example of, um, um, the, the, what is it called? The brain align is that thing that you said is close to affirmation. Brain, brain, brain priming. Brain. Yes. Can you give me an example of that? Yeah, absolutely. So I have several brain priming statements and I update them about every 90 days. And so when I'm ready to update, which will be coming up here pretty soon, um, as we approach the new year, we're almost out of 2021. I know, um, <laughs> I know. it and went by so quickly. <laughs> yeah. And so I start with my vision, what are the things that I want to accomplish in the next 90 days? And I stay really in tune to what comes up that is telling me why I can't do it or why I shouldn't do it or what's going to stand in the way. Um, you spend really intentional time finding those automated thoughts mm. and you write those down. And so not only do you have your vision, but you're catching your thoughts. And then once you have those and a nice, spend a couple days on this, right? This isn't a, okay, in 10 minutes, I'm going to have my brain priming statements. Like this is very intentional time that you spend. Um, and so then once you have your thoughts, then you go through and you logically, because when your brain sees it on paper, and that's the other thing too, you have to write it pen and paper. Mm -hmm. Don't speak it into an app. Don't type it into a Google doc. Something different happens with your brain when you write it down on paper. So do, do you write it down every 90 days or every day? Every, every, 90, every, every 90, 90 days as I'm doing this, I'm, I'm trying to catch what are the automated thoughts that are holding me back from the next level I'm trying to reach. Because, you know, when I left my husband, there's thoughts, but then you get over those. And then when you want to write a book, there's thoughts holding you back and you get over the, it's never ending. <laughs> no, it's, it's never ending. I like this. I like how you write down because I write on my vision too. I I'm starting to write it down on a daily basis. And then as I'm writing through it, I'm experiencing the emotion because it's all about emotion. So I'm experiencing how I'm feeling and just living in that, in that moment. But I like how you have that brain priming, how you write down the thoughts that are not serving you. I like that. That's something that I never did. I'm always writing what I want to see, um, come up in my life, what I want to experience, but I've never thought about writing down other than when I'm journaling, but you know, but journaling is like once a day and I just journal and, and walk away to, you know, just to unload. But I like how you talk about writing it down. And then, and then after you write it down, do you like take a look at, cause these are limiting beliefs and limiting thoughts. Like, how do you, how do you go? Like, do you assess them? Can you speak to that? Absolutely. Um, so yes, the, the awareness and the writing it down and then deciding, does this serve me? Because it's there to keep you safe, but if it's not serving you, then you want it out of your way. Mm -hmm. So then logically when your brain sees saying, 
who am I to write a book or whatever your goal is? Who am I to lose a hundred pounds? Who am I to find the love of my life? Um, ask for a promotion, ask for a raise, what, whatever. <laughs> like we all have things we're working towards. Um, in those, your brain is going to start arguing against it because our brain likes to solve and close loops. And so even though you're seeing your own words, logically your brain is going to come up with some arguments against it. And so you spend some time targeting kind of the main ones and you may have a list of a hundred, but there's going to be an ongoing theme and ones that bring up more emotion. And so you want to target those to, and they usually all come down to, am I worthy? Am I loved? Am I safe? Um, those types of things. And, but those aren't the words that our brains are saying. Our brain isn't saying I'm unloved. I'm unsafe. I'm unworthy. So you have to find what are the words that your brain has automated that equal those things that are holding you back. Mm. And if it's not serving you, then logically argue against it, explain all the reasons why you are worthy to do A, B, and C. I like that. You see me just, I like that. So you have a conversation with your, with your mind. I like that. T.R. Eckert spoke about that actually in his, um, in his masterclass I watched like years ago and it's called don't believe a single word or single thought your mind thinks and when he when I first watched saw it I'm like don't believe a single mind um this is a couple years ago I'm like how can I not believe my mind it's mine but then after he explained it and then I you know I've been going through my transformation I've been paying attention paying attention to my mind I then come out Cause I have, I had so many limiting beliefs. Like I did not believe in myself. I've always felt, and I didn't even realize I was walking around feeling like I'm not enough. I am not worthy and deserving. Who am I to, <clears throat> excuse me, to do what even I'm doing right now? Who, who are you to be a coach? You don't know enough. And those were the thoughts that were holding me back still. They still try, but I know better now. And I like how you said to have a conversation with them because that's what I do. I now say to my mom, and it used to feel really weird. I used, I now say, thank you for the information. However, I know who I am. I'm a multidimensional being, whatever the, 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 you know, I put in there, I'm a multidimensional being having a human experience. I can have beer, do anything I want. You don't, you just want me to survive and not thrive. So I'm just going to put you over here when I'm ready, I'll use you. And when I first started doing that, I felt really weird. I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to myself, but we're really not talking to ourselves. We're talking to that limiting mind that was created before the age of seven that is trying to stop us because it's trying to tell us all the reasons why we suck and why we should just keep playing small and be, you know, insignificant. So I like how you're talking about it now, because it, it really is important to have that dialogue. Cause if it's, if not, we're going to continue just, and I like how you say automated too, because it really is automated. It's the voice from the past that keeps talking over and over and over again. And for most of my life, I thought it was me and I listened to it and I didn't show up like I wanted to show up and it's and I thought and I still feel like there are times where it holds me back because I was telling you about the Facebook live I think someone is going to judge me and I still think it, it's it sometimes holds me back so I'm sometimes I'm really happy that I'm having this conversation with you because I never thought that you know to to really have a dialogue with with it in that perspective I really like this conversation so when you so when you get together with your clients 
and you're explaining this method method to them do they is there a do you see resistance with them do you do they like can you talk can you talk oh, to yeah. that big time so i really like to their first time really target kind of a big one and walk them through the process without really overwhelming them with the all the nitty-gritty of what i'm doing um because it's really just a matter of me asking questions, me um, rephrase, not rephrasing, but restating their own words to themselves and asking, is that true? And then hearing the arguments come up. And so we kind of work through the process together initially. And then once they've kind of been through it once, then they have some buy-in, they have some belief, they have some, okay, like there's something here. And then we can go back and teach what they just went through, what they did and how they can continue self-coaching, self-healing um, throughout their journey. Uh, and then, so, you know, for a while we work together on those things so that they have the support as they learn it. And because it becomes an automated way of thinking and showing up. So I may just be on the way to the store and some subconscious thought flitters through my head and in the past, I wouldn't even notice it. It might be caused by like a lyric on a, a song or a line I hear in an audiobook or a podcast I'm listening to. But now I've trained myself to catch that and be like, oh, oh, what was that? Oh, that doesn't serve me. Where did that come from? Mm. And I'll make a quick note and then I'll walk through the process later um, and digging into, oh, I mean, you kind of want to know where it came from, but that's really not as important as knowing what your automated thought was, deciding, does this serve me or not? If not, what do I want to replace it with? And you know what you want to replace it with by arguing against it. Um, it could be even something like, I don't know, a story I've told myself forever is I'm just bad at math. You know, I was told that growing up, like, you're really creative, you're a great writer, you're really good at reading in English and history, but yeah, science and math, it's just not your strength, no big deal, it's fine, we all have strengths and weaknesses, well, as a female single woman running a business and my own household and bills and finances, that thought of, I'm just not good at math, that's mm -hmm. not serving me, you know, um, so it's just little things like that. So and, then, and how, how would you rewrite that? So it serves you and do you, and, and when you do rewrite it, do you repeat it on a daily basis? Yes. Once you do have your brain priming statements, you do pay, you do um, listen to it daily for 60 to 67 days to get that new neural network securely in place. But so then I argue against it. So example statement, I'm not good at math. So then I argue logically against it. Well, you know, I've made it this far and, you know, I can do this. I can do that. I, I have tools available to me. Like I know how to use the calculator on my phone. I know how to use Google. Like if I'm in the middle of cooking and I'm like, Hey, how many ounces is in da -da -da cups? Like Alexa will tell me it's fine. Like <laughs> I don't need it memorized. Um, <laughs> so I can logically kind of explain to myself that I, I'm not bad at math and I have things in place and I can be successful, but logical only gets you so far. So mm -hmm. then you have to bring in your emotional part of your brain mm -hmm. and you do that by imagining someone very near and dear to you, your best friend, your partner, your child. Um, I don't have children. So I imagine my niece 
and you don't go say mean things to children's faces, but imagine their face (laughs) (laughs) or like look at a picture of them and say those words that you just said to yourself to that face. Mm -hmm. And you will be amazed at the emotional response that it ignites and that mama bear comes out and you're like oh hell no like Mm -hmm. and so then you start listing all the things that are true about that person and why that statement that you said is untrue and just crap and so Mm -hmm. now you've got the logical and the emotional because everything you said about that person that you've kind of mirrored that on that's um, dr shannon's term that mirroring um those are all true about you too. Mm, yes. Everyone is our marrow. Yes. Yeah. It's so true. Whatever we say about someone. And when we see something, when we see something in someone, whether it's, you know, positive or negative, it's within us as well. So I always try to see the positive in, in someone, especially um, before I started my journey, I was very judgmental. And I didn't realize that I was actually judging myself. I was, it was things that I hated about myself, but I I didn't do the work to, um, I wasn't doing the work because I think healing is forever. I wasn't doing the work to, to, um, to fix my internal self and fix the way I was feeling about myself. So yes, everyone is a mirror. The world is our mirror. That is so true. That is a powerful statement that, you know, if a lot of people realize (laughs) realize that you know that when they see something in someone whether it's positive or negative it's you're not you're not actually seeing it in the person it's it's in you it's in you and that's really a hard pill to swallow because we always want to externalize our pain and our problems rather than look within healing is is healing is is very it's it's freeing but it's it's also painful Mm-hmm. when you're working to change yourself and be the best version of yourself, because with the method that you're working with now, it's, it's, it sounds so amazing and effective. Like I'm actually going to incorporate some of the things, <clears throat> excuse me, that you just talked about into my own daily um, rituals. And a lot of the times until you've hit rock bottom, where you just tired of suffering, you don't really take a, you don't really look at yourself to realize that you're not really living. You're just merely existing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you just want to, you, you want to show up to be the best version of yourself, but it takes work. It takes you really looking at yourself and say, this is not the person I want to show up as every day. I know I can do better. You know, as in your case, you, you went through an abusive marriage and you had to go through that you know, looking at yourself from the inside, like, oh my gosh, like what happened? How did this happen? And that allowed you to go through that transformation. And now you're helping, you know, people hope millions of people to, to look within, because it's all about looking within, right? Chantal and looking at your own crap. Mm, Absolutely. Yes. Yes. This is so amazing. This is awesome. Like I like stories like this where you are able to take your mess and turn it into a message and not just shit on everyone around you. Because right. if you don't heal, <laughs> right? If 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 you don't heal yourself, then you're going to be bleeding on everyone around you and and when you do realize that the problem starts within and you start healing, then heal people heal people. Mm-hmm. And the more the more we show up as being authentic and truthful and just talk, just, just be honest with your, with yourself and with others, then others can see themselves in you as well and realize that nothing is impossible. 
nothing. We can recreate ourselves. It doesn't matter what we, it's not what we've been through. It's where we, it's where we envision ourselves. And a lot of people are missing that aspect of it. Realizing that you don't, we don't have to keep living in the same old stuck reality that is not serving us. We're multidimensional beings. So which means that we can live in multiple dimensions of ourselves. We just have to be willing to do the work. And the work is not easy. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes persistence. It takes really just being, you know, being freaking sick and tired of, of not wanting to live in that same reality over and over. So I appreciate stories like this. I appreciate you coming here and really just being honest and, and talking about, you know, the steps that you take on a daily basis that you're still doing on a daily basis to keep you motivated, to keep you, you know, vibing high to, to show up, to have you show up as your best um, virgin and help as many people as you possible can. So do you only help women or yeah, um, I at this point I've transitioned to just women. In the beginning, I was a little more like, I want to help everybody. But yes. when you try to help everybody, you end up helping nobody. So I really, That's so true. I really niche down. I love helping women that are, you know, on that on that cusp. They want that transformation. They want that transition. They don't know how to get there though. And so we work through um, all the steps that we've talked about here and more and get them that transformation and then set them up to start envisioning, well, what's next? What do I do with this transformation I've had? So as far as envisioning, excuse me, I know that when I first started envisioning my life, it was the hardest thing ever because my inner, my small self, my ego self kept telling me, you know, what, what are you doing? You can't even see the, the images clearly. What type of advice would you have for someone right now who's listening, who's ready to like, you know, I'm just ready to start over. I'm sure at this, what we're going through right now in this pandemic, I'm sure a lot of people have had it up to here. Like I just can't anymore. What type of advice would you have just for someone who's just wanting to just ready to just start something new tomorrow? Like, what would you tell them? Yeah. Um, you just have to take action. It can be small action, but take small, consistent action. And so if you're listening to this podcast, hey, guess what? You are taking intentional action to learn something new and look at things with a different perspective. So now from this podcast episode, what's one action you can go do? Maybe you're just going to be more aware for the rest of the day. What are your automated thoughts? And start jotting those down and deciding, do they serve me or not? Um, so just take one little action or we talked a little bit about the gratitude or the morning routine. Maybe you'll decide tomorrow I'm going to wake up five minutes early and write down three things I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start creating my vision, pick something and take action. And that will lead to the next action. I like that. And you also have a podcast. Can you talk to that please? And how people, what's the name of it? And how can they find you on there? Yeah, it's called the Create a Life You Love podcast. It is um, on all major podcasting platforms. And I do my interviews live in my Facebook group. So if you want to come check that out, um, it's called the Create a Life You Love community. And so we do all kinds of um, sharing, supporting, lots of free resources shared in there. It's a great place to start. And then even once you're going in your journey, it's a great place to continue being. Um, but yes, that really was designed for kind of the newer people getting to know the process, getting to know me, like just so they can get some exposure and figure out, is this the direction I want to go or not? And then 
um, yeah, I'm on Instagram as create a life. You love coaching. My website is create a life. You love coaching.com. My book is available on Amazon, create a life. You love 10 healthy habits to transform your life now. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That you can take. <laughs> yes, I can see it. I can see you're just, I wish my guests, my um, listeners could see your face, but I'm going to put it on my YouTube channel. You're just glowing, so positive and just ready to serve. You know, that's, that's the whole point. Like we don't go through a mess of a story to keep it to ourselves is to, to heal from it and then help others to do the same as well. So thank you so much, Chantal, for coming on my show. I really do appreciate it. I love inspirational, motivational, you know, stories and guests to show my, my, you know, our listeners that anything is possible. You can transform your life. It's not what you've been through It's where you want to go to It's where you're going. Like there's nothing that is off limit to anyone, any, to anyone, anyone has the ability, anyone has the ability to, to pick themselves up and, and make that decision. And once you make that decision, the, the universe, God open up doors that you can't even begin to imagine. You just have to be bold enough and courageous, courageous enough to take that first step. So thank you so much, Chantal. This was such an amazing conversation. I could, I'm sitting here looking at the time I, mean, I could talk, <laughs> chat forever. <laughs> I love having healthy discussion like this. Thank you so much. And, um, like you said, you, you left your, um, you know, your information so I will put that in the show notes. And if someone wants to reach out to you to, you know, have any type of, um, you know, any type of connection with you, whether that's on Instagram or have you coached them, they'd be able to, to, um, to do that. So thank you. I appreciate you showing up. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Universal Grace Podcast and being part of this amazing community. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and I hanging out and helping each other rise to the top. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. So I'll see you on the next episode. But in the meantime, remember to head on over to universalgracepodcast.com and get some extra special resources that you won't find anywhere else. Thanks for listening and let love guide you.